Welcome to the For the Church podcast, another great gospel-centered resource from Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. My name is Jared Wilson. I'm an assistant professor of pastoral ministry at Spurgeon College and author in residence at Midwestern Seminary. Today, I'm in my not-so-beautiful, but still homey home studio, not in the Spurgeon Library. It's a different, a different time of year, different season. The restrictions are renewed and the lockdowns are in effect and we're not prevented from going to campus at all but um, just spending a little bit more time at home and i'm very grateful because i have a friend of mine who's returning to the podcast in his capacity as ambassador of christmas mr christmas himself uh ronnie martin a different ronnie than you're used to hearing me speak with on the FTC podcast, Ronnie Martin, who is the lead pastor of Substance Church in Ashland, Ohio. And I don't know your titles, but you do stuff with Sojourn Network and the EV Free Church. Uh, what are you, guru in residence or something? Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But you you are Mr. Christmas. And I, I want this to be an annual tradition. Yes. Because we had you on yes. for the first time last year at Christmas time. And it was a big, I mean, it was like a barn burner episode. It, oh, man. It was, it was, it was so talking, fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We talked about our favorite Christmas movies and yes. Christmas traditions and Christmas histories. Um, so if you're listening to this podcast um, and, and, and you want more Christmas content with Mr. <laughs> Christmas himself, go back to the December um, episode from 2019 and look for the Christmas episode. And I, I promise you it'll be a super uh, encouraging listen to you. But Christmas is different this year, or it, it it feels like it is. And so we wanted to have Ronnie come back on and talk to us a little bit about our COVID Christmas. Before we get to that, though, you've been, um, now we're about oh, two-thirds of the way through, I suppose, um, Advent. And you're composing an Advent series, our very first, at, at the For the Church website. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so, Matt, well, thanks for having me on, Jared C. Um, yeah, so I love Advent. I love Chris. I love people referring to me as Mr. Christmas or Father Christmas. I love that. <laughs> well, on the, Twitter, aren't you, didn't you like change? You're one of those weirdos who changes your name. Yeah, I'm the weirdo guy. I changed it to Ronnie Kringle. Ronnie you know, Kringle. So. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's close to Kurtz, right? But I'm trying to keep that separation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, Ronnie um, K, that's good. Yeah. So no, I just, uh, yeah, I was able to do just a 25 day daily Advent kind of blog series for, for the church. So every day, just a new, um, just a new article comes up, a new devotional comes up and it's really centered around, uh, just, uh, really the presence of God. And so it's called the God who is with you. And, um, so I, I love writing about Christmas. I love writing about, uh, just, you know, what Advent means and sort of the impact that it, that it's, that it has on our heart and our soul at this time of the year. So it was just a, it was just a really fun opportunity to be able to con contribute this and have people uh, enjoy it and hopefully just find some, you know, an another additional way to just find some closeness to Christ and some additional peace in this, uh, you know, in this COVID Christmas time for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, why is that especially important right now, this sense of God's presence in in 2012 i mean it's always important yeah you have this particular emphasis um because it's it's theological and it's biblical that that you know um the incarnation is god coming near coming to be with us but yeah. why is that super important right now do you think 
Well, I think just even on a practical level, we're just like we're experiencing so much distance now between friends and family, um, you know, our our you know, fellow church members. I mean, I can just speak to it personally, right? So, you know, we found out, you know, um, last month, you know, my daughter lives in Denver and she's like, hey, it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to make it out. I don't want to get on a plane. And, uh, you know, we don't blame her for that, but it's also, it's going to be the first Christmas in our lives that we haven't had, you know, our daughter with us at Christmas. And then we also find out, you know, um, just last night that, you know, uh, my my wife's family who comes out every year, they've been out every year for 15 years, that they're not going to be able to make it out. So it's just, there's this sense of like, everything is being sort of the, the rug is being pulled out from under us. The people that make up the Christmas traditions that we enjoy every year, that that's just been all shifted this year and it's not going to happen. So just thinking about the fact that um, God is still in this, God is still with us. And in fact, you know, all those other things that make up the traditions of Christmas don't, don't tear at any of those of those themes um, uh, and themes of God, you know, actually being with us, which make up the reason for Advent in the first place, I just think is so helpful. It's really what our hearts need to hear uh, right now, because I, you know, um, it it feels uh, it feels foreign and it feels uncomfortable and it feels a little cold when you think of Christmas without all of the things that usually you know it, it's composed of. You know, yeah. Um- you have another Advent project that came out last year. I want to talk about just for yeah. a little bit to this, uh, your children's Advent book or, or fam- I mean, it's, it's really designed for families to read together, yeah. uh, especially yeah. families with, with small kids. Tell us about that. Yeah. So it's called the best gift ever given. It's uh it's uh, an illustrated Advent book. It really is for kids, uh, parents, grandparents. Um, and it's just a 25 day sort of journey that starts uh, in Genesis and takes you all the way to the birth of Christ. And really for kids, it just gets them back to, um, Christ really being the best gift. So every day ends with a a good gift that God has given us, but it's not the best gift God has given us. And it sort of leaves you hanging until you get to Christmas day and Christ is presented as the best gift. So it was a really fun project. It's the illustrations especially are, um, are really amazing, which I can say because I had nothing to do with them. My, <laughs> my illustrator, Nathan Schrader, um, just, just really did a, a ridiculous job. Yeah. You, so. you, I mean, did you have any input on, on those things? On like, the illustrations? Yeah. 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 Like move yeah, this no. over here or color. Oh that. yeah, for sure. I mean, I, you know, I let, this guy is so talented that it was more like, Hey, here's kind of the theme of this particular day. So roll with it. And he, every time he rolled with it, um, he would send me a sample and I'd be like, oh, I don't even know what to say. It's so great. I don't, I don't have anything, you know, I don't want to mess with your art because I know what it's like to, to have your art messed with. And so it was more of a thing of like, he just, he just so locked into sort of the, uh, the vision behind it. It was really cool. The, uh, uh the, the provost at, at our school, Dr. Uh, Jason Dusing is publishing a children's book with, I think, B&H kids, Robin Holman kids. And he was telling me that um, it's a similar thing with illustrations. Like he has nothing to do with the illustrations. Right. He's getting feedback. And the editor is like suggesting to him things to say, like, isn't the giraffe's neck a little thick? Shouldn't the <laughs> neck be? <laughs> and I'm like, man, like what, what, what uh, creative control, you know, as, as a writer to say, you know, to an artist, hey, I, right. I think giraffe's neck is a little too thick. Yeah, and no, totally. And I'm so sensitive to that because, you know, of all my time in the music industry and yes. you know, releasing records and all that. So it's, it's kind of a thing where you can go, hey, what, what if you added this or 
but it's, you, you got to be very like <laughs> very sensitive yeah. about those things. So well, I feel yeah. that way. I'm sure you do too. Like when when publishers send you a book cover. Oh, totally. So like I just this morning I got the I got the email uh, for the first my first glimpse of the cover design for a, a book that's coming out next year. Okay. And when I when I start reading the email, I start getting nervous because I'm right. just thinking, what if I hate it? And yeah. Because yeah. that's happened before. I'm sure it has to you as well. Whether or not, you know, maybe you didn't hate it, but like, uh, it's just not what you envisioned or wasn't what you pictured. I know. And, and then you got a fight on your hands. You and feel. somebody put hours and and totally. you know what I mean. Like they put their time into this thing, and I then know. you want to you want to say, hey, could you move that here? Or could you change that color? Hey, could we just find a new artist? Could we have a find a new artist? <laughs> could we find a new cover? Thankfully, I will say I like the cover, and it's the first one. Maybe not the first one, but it, it's been a while that I looked at a cover and thought, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. Change. Like first draft. You're like, yeah, yeah. It's there. I it's can't fun. believe it. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's, uh, speaking of things that aren't fine, 2020, <laughs> <laughs> you like that transition? Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Um, Christmas is going to hit a little different for some of the reasons mm-hmm. that you just alluded to earlier Yeah, in terms of not being able to be with others and, and that sort of thing. And I think some people had that experience at, at, at Thanksgiving oh, yeah. uh, as well. Um, I'm, I'm a recluse, so it's all the same to me every year. I just want to be by myself. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> you don't want your wife or your kids there? Jim? Well, yeah, they can come. They can be around. Um, <laughs> they can be around. They, yeah, they can I be. Can't, I can't yeah. wait to text them that right after this podcast. That's right. But, but for normal people, for normal people, I think, uh, this Christmas, gosh, I feel this, this combination. It's like in the air, this combination of, Oh man, we need Christmas so bad this year. Oh, man. Yeah, it, it's it's hyped up, it's amped up the 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 anticipation, the expectation, um, the the demand of what it will do and how it might deliver for us. Just like every year, and on last year's episode, we talked a little bit about the nostalgia factor, which I think for both of us, because I love Christmas too. Yeah, um, for us, so much of the joy of this Chris, you know, Christmas every year is just the sense of nostalgia. Like you have these images of the little snow village and, you know, the bookshops and the candy shops and the, uh, yes. um, yeah, the, the family dinners and the, it's just this, the, the romantic vision of it. I think this year that's just like hyped up even oh, more. Man. Like so much so. so bad this year. At the same time, I think there's this sense of dread of it's, it's number one, not going to do for us what we think that it, it should or, or or that we want it to um but it's not it's not going to be the same we can't do things that that we want to do or that we used to do and so there's almost like this weird mix this tension between the anticipation and yeah. of of hope and of it's going to be a letdown so like why do we need christmas so bad this year in a way perhaps unlike uh you know previous years in recent memory yeah, I know that's such a it's such a good question because I what I've found what I've seen is that most people that are a little more scroogey and grinchy around Christmas time, I mean they have like just wholeheartedly embraced it this year. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the funniest thing and people that are like, you know, I'll throw up a tree the day before Christmas. I mean, they've had like all their decorations up since like October 15th. <laughs> yeah. And um it's been it's been that kind of like I just I, I just want I, I just want something that represents, um, you know, um, family and just a sense of like 
you know, warmth and comfort and coziness. I, I just want that so bad this year because the year has just felt like anything but that. And I think, yeah, I think Christmas offers us that. Um, I think it offers us that like regardless of, of the year, regardless of whether it's COVID, a COVID year or not. Um, and I, and I think, I think what, I think we're just, I think we're looking for a, a warm embrace right now. I think we want somebody to tell us that everything is going to be okay. And I think when we can have, when we can bring our traditions back into play, because again, COVID or no COVID, I, you know, I mean, nobody can stop us from putting up lights and trees and, you know, having, you know, Thanksgiving dinner and Christmas dinner and presents. So we, we can still do that even in the state that we're in. And I think it's something that people have some measure of control over. And it also is something that is inviting um, because a lot of a lot of what's happened this year ha- have been things that have not been inviting and have not been sort of community oriented. I mean, unlike you, who doesn't want anybody around, I mean, there are actually people that that want people around. Sure, weirdos. (laughs) They can be around. I love that. I'm going to hold you to that line for a long time. Okay. Um, So yeah, I just think it represents just this idea that like, I, I, I need some warmth. I need comfort. I need the people that I know love me to surround me and be around me and I can make that happen. Um, So I'm going to, I'm going to do everything I can to, uh, to design that, you know? And so you're seeing people again, who are the most non-Christmassy kind of people that you can imagine. And they're like, Hey, I, you're Mr. Christmas. I'm Mr. Christmas <laughs> to which I remind them, you know, one year doesn't make that. Um, That's right. You need a track record. Exactly. Precise. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I think, uh, some of it has to do with, we, we've been in our homes more this year than ever yeah. before because of the, okay. you know, whatever you call it, quarantine, lockdown, or, or what have you. And people are, are just getting bored out of their minds, you know? So for the, for the same reason, uh, remember like last year when the Peloton ads started coming out and who was like, and, and everybody was just so cynical, like who's spending $10,000 or whatever they cost. I don't know what they cost, but who's spending thousands of dollars yeah. on this stupid computer bike in, in the solarium of their, you know, wooded home or whatever. And this year, like, man, Peloton stock is like through the roof. Yeah. And you can't can't even find exercise equipment because everyone's stuck at home and they're trying to just they're trying to feel different, do different. I think Christmas is is landing like that, where yeah. like we're just so sick of the environment that yeah. man, I'll throw some tinsel up, even if I don't normally do it, just so my environment can be different and and, yeah. and change. I think there's something too about that nostalgia factor, not to keep coming back to that, but the childlike wonder of Christmas. And oh yeah, I, I think probably for most of us, when we think of Christmas and the magic of Christmas, we think of ourselves as children or, or, or even like moments, uh, you know, Christmas, you know, actual Christmas memories from the past yeah. and the way things are changing so rapidly today yes. and, and just kind of the, the weird, um, yeah, every year in the West feels less Christmassy. Yeah, the, the magic isn't isn't there anymore, and so w- it's like we need to keep kind of tapping back into that. And this is like the first year, I think, even the the Charlie Brown Christmas is not airing on network television or something, or maybe yeah. it was. I mean, no, I think I think another. I think Apple bought it out or something. Yeah, bought it out so that CBS doesn't have the rights anymore or something. Yeah, like. I mean, it's, yeah. so 
it, I mean, it's like the Grinch that stole, you know, our, our Christmas. So our heart is like longing for this return to some kind of simplicity. Um, yeah, yeah. We talked about that last year, but I wonder if you could speak to that a little bit. Like what's, what's the uh, allure of nostalgia or this trying to recapture, you know, the, the memory or the magic or the wonder of childhood? What's the spiritual or, you know, what's the impulse behind that? I mean, yeah, it's, it's probably just our longing for Eden. You know, it's, it's our longing for um, something, you know, not everybody had a great childhood or had great Christmases but yes. to make it, make it a little more generalized. You know, if we can, if we can generalize a little bit here, just the sense of like being taken care of at Christmas, having parents that are, you know, providing for you, they're, they're, they're buying you presents. They're in a sense, they're, um, they're fulfilling some of your hopes and your dreams by getting you the thing that you, you long for and that you want. And, um, and I think for a lot of people, I know it was for me, you know, I didn't grow up in a, a perfect, you know, householder by any stretch, but I do know that it, it does represent something that feels safe and secure and warm and loving it's an environment that got to be created um, every year um, that was in some ways impenetrable, right? Because of the nature of it being a tradition. So you have your tree, you have presents, you have, you know, you have Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer coming on on Wednesday night. Yeah. And you have these things that you can count on. And I think Christmas, I mean, for me, it's that holiday that I, in a sense, I depend on, I can count on to come every year and it's going to be the same, you know, um, it doesn't, it, it's, it's unalterable in some ways. And even this year with, with, you know, some of the people I'm not going to be able to spend it with, there's still an aspect of it where there are elements to it that can't be changed. They're unalterable. And I, I just think, man, when you think about the year we've had where everything has been upended and you think about, you know, the, uh, the, you know, the politics and you think about the election and you think about these things where everybody's walking around with this feeling in their gut, which um, it, you, you feel like, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about these things. And I, I don't know how to think about these particular things. And I, I feel like I, I feel very out of place and I feel very unsettled. And then you have Christmas, which is that, particular season of the year it's a particular holiday where everything brings you back to that moment that change um change is not a part of our lives it's it's something we've come to expect as being grounding and and wholesome and full-hearted and full of the things that that give us the greatest amount of comfort so it's just natural that we're going to just really um you know want to surround ourselves with something like that more so than i think than ever right now, right? Yeah, I I think there's this this sense, there's almost like an eschatological oh, yeah. sense, right? So there's the looking back, but the reason we look back is because we're longing for what's ahead as well. Yes. And, and the promise of heaven, of course, is Eden, but better, right? Like yeah. a better than Eden experience. And I, I tend to think um, just using the, the the Christmas, you know, template or or, or theme as an illustration, that 2020 is like Narnia under the white witch, right? It's always winter, yeah. never Christmas. But then there's that moment in the line, the witch in the wardrobe where father, like they hear the bells yeah, and they're like, what's, what, what is that? And father Christmas shows up and he's got gifts for the kids. 
and it's a sign like the ice is gonna it, yes. is, thawing, it, you know, it is thawing aslan is on the move and i like i want christmas this year to be like that yes like covid is when is is the winter without christmas and oh man maybe the ice is thawing. there's good news in the news vaccine or whatever yeah, you know sure. they're talking about so it's not going to be forever and I, I i am looking at christmas this year as just this gosh this sense of like there's something better coming yeah um this this you know tumult isn't forever maybe you know i don't and know it's kind of like you know it's funny because it, it's kind of like the end one of our shared mutual favorite movies it's a wonderful life yes you know the most christmas the most christmasy movie of all time even though yes. Christmas doesn't play hugely into it until yeah, it's like it's at the end, basically. Well, Which it's is actually New Year's, isn't it? At the end, isn't it New Year's? Yeah, uh, no, it's, it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting. It's it's that scene with George on the bridge um, when he's just saying, "I just I want to live again. I want to live again." And he's he experienced what life would have been without his influence, and he just gets to this place where he realized that God had actually gifted him with things that he didn't even imagine were that important to him. And I, you see the end of 2020 and you, I think of that moment happening to us all where we just are, we're all on that bridge and we're thinking, I just want to live again, God, God, help me, help me live again. Right. And what we don't realize is that waiting for us, um, you know, at home are the, the people that, that love us, the friends that we have, but we've just been so focused on everything else that we haven't even had the opportunity to see those things that God um, has given us and that ha- have been unalterable and they've, they've remained in place and insecure. And that's, that's for all of us. You know, I, I look around, it's so easy to look at the stuff that has become uh, disjointed and has become detached and has caused so much conflict this year. And, and then it's, you, you got to step back and you got to be able to say, yeah, but, but look at, look at him and look at them and look at this and look at that. And, and man, these are things that God has continued to keep secure and, and been a, been a bomb or been a support or, or been the occasion to give him thanks and to praise him because he's, he's kept those things intact. And I, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I think we're having that George Bailey Christmas moment this year in 2020, which I think just 100% um, goes along with uh, the just the thawing of the ice. You know, yeah. it's it's the same story, right? It's that it's there's something redeeming and redemptive that is on the horizon, and um, and God is moving us toward that, and it's it's beautiful, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, Jesus wasn't born into a world of tranquility and right. perfection either, it, into a very divided society and. A chaotic uh, and so in many places oppressive oh, man. Um, yes. environment, and um, and and then he came to to be that uh, that thrill of hope. The, the, you know, the people who walked in darkness have yes. seen a great have seen a great light. Um, I you know I know Christmas is a symbol of that for you and for me, and I hope for our listeners as as well. Um, it's 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 cliche, but it's true. I mean. He is the reason for this season. So in all of the kind of presence and ceremony, such as it is or such as it will be this year with things being so different, um, it's it's helping us to long for his second coming. Oh, man. Um, yeah. yeah when, when, when the sky is parted and mm. uh, those of us who are walking in darkness will see once again. 
that great light. Brother, it's been great talking with you. You too. Thanks for having me. I'd be remiss if if I close without mentioning this other project that you and I are are working on. Um, If if you like this podcast, the For the Church podcast, uh, if you're a pastor or ministry leader in particular, um, you may be interested. Ronnie and I, Ronnie Martin and I, have a podcast with Christianity Today called The Art of Pastoring. And we're about eight or nine episodes deep into that. You can go find that wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, It's essentially a conversation every week on a different topic related to the uh, person and work of of pastors. And we hope that'll be a blessing to you. You should go check that out. If you like For the Church, you probably will like The Art of Pastoring as well. As always, thank you for listening. Um, Share us with your friends if you don't mind. Give us a good review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Uh, Every little bit helps. And until next time, may Jesus be big in your church. You've been listening to the For the Church podcast, hosted by Jared Wilson, found online at ftc.co. This resource is brought to you by Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Kansas City, Missouri, where we train leaders for the church.